We, we live with the failures of the government every day. So we don't have to tell people, look, if you have this, you won't have this because we live it. Women want to work whatever they want to work uh, and not having like the prison of the state out their backs. And that was everything related to women actually. Uh, we are all individuals at the end of the day uh, and the reality we are suffering all. We are women, children or men. Argentina has everything that it has to have to, to grow. Uh, we have a lot of natural resources, we have a lot of everything and we are not exploding it. Investment is going to come here, we are, we are going to be able to explode our natural resources and the resources that we have, uh, but we have to have an economy open and a free market economy. and first-time congressman Javier Millet has won a decisive victory in Argentina's presidential election. He has vowed drastic changes to the country's economic strategy amid its worst crisis in decades. Over the past two decades, the left-leaning Peronist government has doubled the size of the public sector, introduced incredibly expensive subsidies and tight regulations across industries. The Argentinian economy is facing unprecedented levels of spiralling inflation. Massa has resorted to expanding the money supply by money printing to finance spending and has restricted trade and exchange restrictions in order to protect these scarce foreign currency reserves. But Millet is a self-described anarcho-capitalist and supporter of the Austrian School of Economics. Throughout the campaign, he remained consistent with these principles, arguing for the abolition of the Argentinian central bank and the elimination of all gun laws. Millet won 55.7% of the vote, against 44.3% for the economy minister Sergio Massa of the centre-left Peronist government. Millet's campaign managed to mobilise voters from across the country to support his radical economic plans. Key to understanding his rise are the country's young people and their anger. So, this is a battle of ideas worth learning from. But how did they manage to mobilise Argentinian people to vote for someone who actually wants to significantly reduce the size of the state? For this episode of Breaking Barriers, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Valentina Zenocrati. Valentina led the campaign at universities and leads the Ladies of Liberty Alliance chapter in Mendoza, Argentina. So, Valentina, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, much for taking me in care. Amazing. So, Valentina, could you tell me a little bit about what uh, your role actually was in the campaign and what that actually looked like for you looking uh, towards uh, Javier Malay's election? Yes, the campaign for me started three years ago when I decided to get involved in politics, I think. It has been a um, battle of ideas, mainly. Not like a usual campaign. It was not putting signs on the streets or things like that. It was finding ideas against ideas for us. Uh, that's why we take in care to taking care of the votes of the people that making a traditional campaign as political parties are used to do. Uh, I think that that was the main thing that we had. 
That's really interesting. And what did it look like in terms of actually trying to change those uh, those ideas as well? I mean, Javier Malay is one of the, well, I think the only sort of uh, president of any country that has outright called themselves a libertarian, who's outright said that they uh, that he uh, believes in the Austrian School of Economics. So could you tell me a bit about how you guys actually went about communicating these, what, what, what most would actually argue pretty radical ideas, at least from the Argentinian perspective, how did you go about communicating those ideas so that you know, more than 50% of the population voted for him? Yes, I think that Javier represented um, a lot of people here in Argentina that is tired of the government taking care of all and they found like a new voice and a new representative of, of people. Uh, first of all, he always has shown himself very violent against the government. And that was like what people felt at the moment and what people is feeling right now. So he was able to represent that in people and well, people voted because of that. Um, he told that he were tired of politicians, that they have to earn less and all this stuff that people believe but they don't know they didn't know that that, that was libertarianism um and that's why he reached uh, the 55 percent of the of the nation at the end of the day that's really interesting and in terms of the campaign with young people and with women as well i know you work with the ladies of liberty alliance and you know, trying to get women and young people in general uh, to support libertarian ideas, well, trying to get anybody to support libertarian ideas, I think can be a challenge, but actually trying to get them to understand the way in which government intervention has failed them, the way in which uh, governments across the world have intervened in people's lives, and that then resulted in a whole load of unintended consequences, both politically, culturally, and also uh, predominantly in the economy. Could you tell me a bit about the way in which that element of the campaign was communicated to the public? Yes. It, first of all, we live that every day. We, we live with the failures of the government every day. So we don't have to tell people, look, if you have this, you won't have this because we live it. Um, so everything related to, to young people, young people was the ones that most support Millet during all the campaign and during all these years. Um, a lot of people, I have read that in a lot of media, that they say that here the, the, the young people is from extreme right and things like that. And uh, we are not. We just are tired of living in a country that we don't, can't have a job. We can't buy a house. We can't buy a car. We can study. But if we study, we have to work from anything else because we don't have job of our status. And things like that are, make people tired during the years. And that's the result of all these politics that we are having. Um, I insist for me, what Javier did was canalize what people was feeling. Uh, it was not not anything new. We don't have to propose anything because it's our reality every day. That's really interesting. And the I want to turn now to Javier Malay's economics itself. I mean, he's argued for um, effectively Austrian-style economics. He's argued for dollarization. He's argued that the, um, the the solution to Argentina's economic problems uh, regarding fiscal policy and regarding uh, the ridiculous amounts of inflation that you guys are facing at the moment mm -hmm. is to get rid of the peso altogether and instead to um, introduce dollarization. So 
you know, what did that, what you know, hearing about those kind of policies, do you think those that's feasible? Do you think people resonated with it? Yes, here people save in, in dollars. We don't use peso for anything. Uh, if you have to sell a car, you put the price in dollar because we have a lot of inflation. So if you sell it, if you put it on sale today, but you sell it two weeks ahead, you lose money. So every big transition, we make it in dollars. Um, Argentinian people save in dollars. For uh, we have like a very bad history with with international currencies. So that's why the dollarization it's the, the what he proposed because we have like a very good relationship with dollar for saving in, in a good way. Uh, that's why like we have a term and everything that is the dollar abajo de colchón that it will be something like dollar under the mattress. Um, that it's all the saves that people have. That's really interesting. So you're saying that effectively people are already using dollars anyway. Yeah. And so dollarizing, yeah, yeah, yeah. official, like making the dollar a legal tender, introducing official dollarization, it will be very easy for the Argentinian population. Yes, actually, we have a convertibilidad in the 90s, but first of all, it was it was searched that it will be a dollarization in the long term because Argentina cannot handle a national currency. We have politics that. Uh, love using the central bank to finance themselves so it's it's useless to have a, a central bank here and have an internal currency that's really interesting and with regard to the central bank itself so obviously um uh, Millet has actually argued that the central bank should be abolished altogether as many uh, Austrian economists have also done <laughs> do you think that that's yeah. you know politically feasible at the moment I mean of course you know in the you know during lead, lead up to the election of course now in this aftermath he is in this honeymoon period he's probably going to have to mm -hmm. um drive through a lot of these economic policies quite quickly like what do you think the priority should be is is the abolition of the central bank a priority? Is dollarization a priority, or is um, you know cutting back public spending in other areas of of of, the, of government spending actually the priority itself? The priority right now for the government, I know that it is um, trying to not fall in hyperinflation. Uh, maybe for you, what we have right now that it's one hundred and sixty percent, it is hyperinflation, but for us, uh, it's much more. Um, cutting the central bank it's going to be a policy during this government Javier said it the other days that it's not negotiable um, we have to cut off the central bank and we have to cut off the peso uh, so that's going to be something that it will happen and the priority right now is not to fall in any inflation in these months that we have ahead that's interesting. Do you think that there are other economic priorities for Malay that need to be driven through within the next few months? Because, of course, he's in this honeymoon period at the moment. If he fails on the economy, uh, I think that the people probably won't forgive him and they won't be very <laughs> forgiving on on, on, this, on these particular issues. So what other priorities do you think that he... What are the other economic priorities for him, do you think? No, I think that that is the only priority. Uh, well... If you, you have to do an, an, an adjust for all this stuff uh, to make it viable. Like we, we are really living in the, the Austrian economical school. So it's going to cut off a lot of people from the state, I think. that. But the priority right now is economics. And it would always be, I think, our main problem for a long term in these years.
And what other solutions do you think he will implement? I mean, you've got dollarization. He's also spoken a little bit about cutting back, I mean, effectively abolishing mm-hmm. uh, many government departments, reducing, yeah. I think it did from the number, number 14 to, to a much smaller number, abolishing the Ministry for Women and Equalities, is it? I mean, he said that he wants to abolish yeah. many of those government departments. Is that feasible? And do you think that's the right way forward? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He can do that. Uh, I when he assumed like a president, he can cut off every minister that he wants to. Um, and I think that he will cut off a, a lot of people from the state with that ministry and a lot of secretaries and things that we have that are useless, that they're pointless, they don't have reason to be. That's interesting. Do you think that the size of the Argentinian government is too large? Could you tell me a bit about you know, why Why that's a big problem for the Argentinian economy at the moment? Argentinian economy is everything wrong. We have an inflation of 60, 160%. Uh, we have 50% of poverty. Uh, our less problem right now is what is going on in under the Ministry of Women and Equality, as you said. Uh, if these ministries are useless uh, right now, like they spend millions of dollars in trash baskets and things like that. Uh, and everything is public and people know that. Um, so that's why, I, that's what, that's the main reason of the problem. They actually buy cars for the ministers up, up, up for cheap, yes, $400. So it's a mess, it's a mess right now, 4,000, sorry. <laughs> Cars that actually buy 1,000 in the market and things like that. Um, everything's very inefficient. That's interesting. Do you think that the the way in which the government itself is uh, spending money across the board is inefficient as well? Yes, yes. Uh, everything's inefficient when you are talking about the Argentinian state. Right now, it's the government is doing whatever they want to. Actually, they, they, are, they were doing campaign with those funds. Like they okay, we are going to give you like a amount of, of money if you vote us and things like that, and they do it publicly. They were not ashamed of that. And do you think then? So within the you, you talked about this being a well, you talked about the campaign being a sort of battle of ideas mm-hmm. itself. You you know you were able to win the campaign based on uh, people believing in these ideas. You know, what do you think the best way to communicate those ideas actually is? Because effectively, you've got to get the majority of the population to believe that they don't need this extent of government intervention in their lives. How did, how did you do that? I think that it was because of the tire that people have right now. Uh, people is very tired of everything related to the government. Is very tired of the government telling what to do, of having like a subsidy to pass the month. Uh, but if you, your salary worth nothing, uh, people is not reaching at the end of the month. Uh, we have like a lot of inflation, as I said before, a lot of poverty. Uh, so uh, all these feelings that people had, it was what they, it, it, we showed them like the solution, like the libertarian solution. And they agree with that. So we are going to see what happened in this month ahead and these years that we have ahead. And then with your work with campaigns at universities specifically, how did you get university, uh, how did you get students on board? Students are tired, as we are all. 
uh, most of them are thinking of leaving the country because you're going to study here, but you don't have a job at the end of the day. So you're going to study a lot, but you're not going to be able to leave of that. Um, we were fighting in public universities because here in Argentina, public universities are an independent thing with their own government, their own staff. And we were fighting years ago with UPAU just to um, the libertarian ideas being incorporated in these universities because we don't have anything related to that. So a lot of students that were voting, voting Javier Milei and had that ideas um, actually want to fight in the university as we fight in territory, as we say the, the, the things. So we have to do politics in both ways, uh, one in university and the other one in territory, just to give the, uh, the battle of ideas in both fields. Uh, that, that was the main thing. And a lot of students have joined uh, UPAO and the parties that we were participating because of this. Uh, they were tired of learning Keynes and Marx and anything else because that's what we have. We even have Friedman. <laughs> like, I mean, I am studying of economics and I don't know anything about Friedman. Um, I have Keynes and Marx and that's all. So people is tired. People is tired. They are taking them as silly people and they don't want to do that anymore. That's fascinating. And I guess you end up learning learning about those thinkers yourself. And do you think then <laughs> that Javier Malay will succeed? Do you think that he will will be able to deliver these economic reforms? I believe that he... I don't know, actually. We have like syndicates and all this stuff that is going against us as governments. I really want him to succeed in, polit in this politics. Um, I hope he will, but I don't know, actually. Like, we have a lot of factors against us. Um, Peronism is a force that had a lot of power here in the country, and they can do whatever they want. They can manifest it in the country. The, the whole country will not work, and they can do that. Uh, even they were out of the government, I mean. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. I have my best wishes for my country, but I don't know. And do you think then, just finally, that the the way in which um, Javier Malay will be able to implement these economic policies will prove popular? Because, of course, you know, again, cutting down public spending uh, can often be unpopular uh, in, in terms of democratic politics. You know, in the lead up to elections, mm -hmm. we often see governments increasing public spending and uh, often also cutting taxes at the same time. Do you think that it will be feasible for for the Argentinian government to now really roll back the size of the state? And do you think that that would be politically popular? I don't know if it's going to be politically popular, but it's what it has to be done. Um, the public spending is going to be cut, mainly everything related to the government and public things. Now it's going to be cut subsidies and all that stuff, uh, at least in a first point. So I think that that's going to be popular because people is tired of politicians. Uh, I think that, I believe that people want politicians to burn. But we are going to see what happens. <laughs> that's interesting. And uh, well, particularly yeah. radical, I guess. I, 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 I didn't expect <laughs> that from a libertarian. Um, and I mean, how did you yourself get involved in, in libertarianism? Why, why do you think that uh, the free market economy is the solution to Argentina's uh, problems? 
when Argentina have like their economy open, we were like a first world country, and I am speaking at the at last. I sorry, I can't remember the word. <laughs> in 1930s and things like that, we were a very huge economy in the world. And then what peronism happened and it closed everything and we are having different <laughs> different governments. But Argentina has everything that it has to have to, to grow. Uh, we have a lot of natural resources. We have a lot of everything and we are not exploding it. Um, and this is because, well, national industry and we have to take care of the national industry and it's not like that like every country explode what they have and then commercialize it with other countries that have other things that are, and other advantages at the market and well that's how economy works um and we are not using that sources that we have so it's and we have to have investment we don't have investment right now like if you invest in argentina you have the 70 percent off in taxes it's crazy <laughs> so i think that with all this politics that we are going to have i think investment is going to come here we are we are going to be able to explode our natural resources and the resources that we have uh, but we have to have an economy open and a free market economy that's interesting. And why do you think a free market economy will be able to deliver that and not a, for example, socialist economy or one in which uh, main key industries are nationalised? What is it about a free market economy or even opening up the Argentinian economy to free trade internationally? What is it about that that will allow for that investment to pour in? I think that free markets are the solution for everything. Like it's our natural thing. It's how we work as humans. Uh, in a little shop or even in a country. And that's the answer that I can give to you. But I think that I believe in free markets. I think that free markets, it's a natural thing of the human. Like if I have A and you want A, I can sell it to you and you will take the the price that you want. Uh, you don't have not. And that's really you, the government cannot say, like happening in Cuba, the government cannot say, okay, you're going to eat this month one, pounds of rice or something like that because it's pointless. <laughs> That's interesting. And in terms of the way in which you communicated these ideas to women in particular, how did you, I mean, obviously there's something that the Ladies of Liberty Alliance do a lot of work on, uh, that 55% you know, of women uh, think that socialism is, is the ideal economic system. How do you get, how did you convince women that the free market will actually improve their lives significantly? Women right now are, are tired, like all the society of Argentina. Of Argentina. Um, we are tired, so women want to work whatever they want to work uh, and not having like the prison of the state out their backs. And that was everything related to women, actually. Uh, we are all individuals at the end of the day, uh, and the reality we are suffering all. We are women, children, or men. Uh, so that's why the ideas reach women and reach everyone. Um, we did not focalize like in women or just in men or just in young people. Uh, the ideas reach everything. <laughs> That's why, <laughs> because amazing. people is tired. That's amazing. It's definitely something that uh, I think the rest of the world envies. I mean, what is your message to everyone else in the world that is trying to uh, get, get our own Javier Millet? What is your What is your message to those people? 
Sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, what, what would your message be to the rest of the world that, that they're all trying to get their own Javier Millet? What would you, what would your message be to these people? Oh, they, they, I think that we don't have to uh, idolize people. <laughs> so for me, it's for the ideas, not for people. It's not for a reference. Uh, they are like the media to reach the power, but that's all. <laughs> they can follow Javier Millet and they can see what way he's doing. But for me, the, the main thing here is the ideas and defend the ideas. And how do you how did how do you think that the rest of the world should spread those ideas? Because clearly, it's been successful in Argentina. How do you think people should spread those ideas? I think that we have to canalize the anger of people. Like people is always angry because of something related to the government. We have to take that and show them libertarianism by that way. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, Valentina... it sounds a bit awful, but it's no, no, it's absolutely right. And I think it's it's interesting in the context of trying to get um, people to realize that they themselves can take responsibility for uh, their actions mm -hmm. as well. I mean, do you do you think that there is a particular philosopher or economist that communicates this idea particularly well? I think Javier has one minute ago did really well, and that's the reason because he's president and he got elected because he knew how to communicate the ideas and, and communicates all the, all the problems that we have because of the state. Um, but around the world, actually, I don't know. I cannot think in anyone else. And do you, do you have a favorite philosopher or economist? Oh, I love Mises. You love Mises? <laughs> Yeah. Why, why do you love Mises? <laughs> and why why do you love Mises? Because he's playing things like an ABC, things that are very complex actually, and no one can do that. Like even Hayek, he, he's more complicated to explain things. Mises, it's okay. You have A, and this is happening. What you have A, and that, and you can. It's like a silly explanation <laughs> for very yeah. hard topics of economics. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Slight details there, but I was particularly interested. Uh, but Valentina, thank you so much for joining me today for this week's episode of Breaking Barriers. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was particularly interesting to hear about the way in which uh, this campaign has worked and the way in which you guys have been able to communicate free market ideas to the public so that they actually uh, end up creating that into policymakers. And hopefully we'll see Argentina succeed in uh, opening up their economy as well. Uh, thank you, Valentina. And thank you all for watching this week's episode of Breaking Barriers. If you are interested in this type of uh, video and this type of content, then hit the subscribe button for the Institute of Economic Affairs YouTube channel. And I will see you guys next time.